It's a great pleasure to welcome Standard Bank to What's Next. And uh, Ethel Niembe is the Group Head of Card and Payments in Standard Bank South Africa. Ethel, it's lovely to see you. Um, I mean, the story of the pandemic-induced increases in e-commerce transactions, um, and I mean, fraud's gone up as well, I guess. Uh, you know, it's part and parcel of, of the world that we're living in right now. So safety is the story that can never be covered extensively enough. And, uh, um, you know, according to an article by Mastercard that was published in Business Tech, 68% of South Africans are now shopping online since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so, I mean, we are just seeing amazing shifts happen in how we process money as human beings. And I've even seen myself, uh, you know, and my habits, how they've changed over the pandemic. And thank you for joining us, Ethel. How are you, firstly? I imagine that at the bank, many of you are still working remotely, right? I think, Aki, as you said, safety first is very important. So um, we are still working from home. Um, and of course, it's a hybrid model for us because we've got a number of our colleagues that are customer facing um, in branches still going into the office and serving a number of our customers. And of course, we are excited about the rollout of the vaccines um, in our country as well, because um, with, with those vaccines, it doesn't mean that the um, spread of the virus comes to an end, but at least um, it is not as devastating. So as you say, safety first, working from home uh, whenever we can, but most of our colleagues that serve our customers and branches are there face to face. Well, you've got such an interesting portfolio, and I imagine that in the life that you've been in this, um, you've seen such incredible changes in your portfolio in how we deal with cards and money. Um, so talk to us firstly about the, the, the Standard Bank virtual card offering and uh, why customers should make use of this particular product. Um, I think the virtual card offering is such an exciting one, Aki. And why do I say this? It's because... Um, in many, uh, compared to many other countries globally, South Africa was trailing in e-commerce, uh, especially the spend and the percentage of the total retail spend. As you said, come COVID, people want to be safe, but also a variety of people want to be able to use the virtual card um, so that they can empower uh, their children, they can empower themselves uh, in making sure that they can make a once-off payment and uh, not have necessarily having had their original card details being exposed onto, on, on, onto the web to the point that you made around um, keeping safe uh, for their money, but also uh, from the fraudsters as well. Okay, now that's very cool. And I, I love the idea of it. I mean, how, how does this virtual card actually work? Well, the virtual card is a prepaid digital card that customers can create in real time inside our very own banking app, um, which allows you to enter the app uh, knowing your own details, and you load it from any transactional account that you may have and use it on the website or app that you're interested in, and they would then um, work just like any physical card, Okay. No traditional plastic card is issued to a customer, so you don't have to wait for days for a card to be um, delivered or issued. It's right there, linked as easy as possible on the um, app. And of course, so the usage is mostly online, as you said, with e-commerce, but with innovations such as Snapscan and Samsung Pay, 
um, it is now possible to use virtual cards even in face-to-face -face environments. That's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so uh, take me through the steps. I go into my standard bank account. I've got the app loaded on my phone. Take us through those steps of creating a virtual card on standard bank. Okay, so you then have done those steps, as you say. You just simply, under our add-ons section, right. uh, you select the virtual card uh, type, generic, which can be used anywhere, okay. uh, or a partner card, and you will see them listed, such as Take-A-Lot, Uber, or Zando, Travel Start, or even Admit, if you want to be able to pay for your parking without the, all the dodge like I do, put the parking card in my handbag and I can't find it anymore. <laughs> so this allows them customers to have full control as to where their virtual card can be used, um, which is very useful to control um, whether, as I said, you have children online buying their own games, it's once off, or you don't want it to go off repeatedly and you actually don't know whether they still need that game or, or, or not. And it also allows you then to be able to budget appropriately um, as, as an example. Oh, I absolutely love it. You know, I'm laughing at your admit story because I'm exactly like you. The frustration that I've endured, uh, you know, looking for a parking ticket in a shopping center because I'm so clumsy, I always lose it or drop it somewhere. And since I've installed that app, my stress levels have gone completely down, you know. So I guess it's it's almost uh, it's almost exactly what you guys are doing, you know. There's like no contact, you know. You just got this, this uh, transaction happening uh, all on its own. But I guess this is just the start of many things to come. I mean, where, where do you think that the future of progressive payments is headed? I think that, um, Aki, it is exactly that, progressive payments. We will start to see uh, a number of uh, convergence, undoubtedly, uh, from face-to-face -to, -face to online customer payments um, so that the payment is invisible. But that's what you want to do as a customer is the element that matters. So when you want to take an Uber ride, you're not worried about how you're going to pay. You're more worried about the driver arriving and picking you up at the location because you've already inserted your payment methodology. When exactly. you have a favorite song, uh, when Kanye West uh, finally released uh, the, the long-awaited music, you didn't worry about whether you would be stopped from listening because you hadn't paid for it. You already knew that was sorted. And so as a customer, you worry more about your lifestyle and the things that you want to do and less about the payment options. And so we'll also find ourselves leveraging our smartphones even more um, as we start to see tap to pay uh, move from plastic cards to our own uh, smartphones, uh, which therefore means customers will use their personal um, devices to um, initiate and as well as authorizing um, transactions wherever they are in simple contactless tap or, or, or scan um, to pay, followed by my biometric um, scan processes is definitely something that we will see. This will allow um, for us to see simpler, more secure uh, transactions for our, our, our customers as well as our, our merchants. And importantly, 
person-to-person uh, -person payments will become real-time and pervasive, um, especially domestically, um, as we see yeah. uh, the prevalence or the upcoming uh, methods of rapid payment uh, projects in South Africa where um, it's not just banks, but it's also government to say, can we pay each other person to person at a restaurant, you and I, you pay the bill, I pay you directly phone to phone. Um, and so that convergence of mobile as well as payment methodologies will definitely be something that we see. I love it. I just don't you just love technology? And as you were talking now, I mean, th this whole thing about the notion of you more worried about where you're going to get picked up as worried about the payment method. I mean, it's such a big thing. Even if you think about the example that you used earlier with the admit with the parking thing. Um, I mean, just if you think about the fact that you've got to pull out your card, put it into a machine, try and find some cash to pay for what you want to pay and wait in a queue as well while doing that, when you've got this technology preloaded as is a, a virtual card, I mean, that whole, the whole transaction becomes seamless and you've got more time to worry about really important things. And, and I guess this is, when we talk about automation and how technology is changing the world, this is such a great example that you've used. I mean, how, how do you think that the pandemic has affected the digital payment structure. I mean, I imagine that you've seen a significant increase. And I guess I also wonder sometimes if uh, cash is on its way out. Well, I think that the pandemic has made us think, all of us, think a little bit more around how much more can we do to make payments seamless for our customers. So I think about uh, customers that are uh, are thinking about how they go shopping. Mm. So one of the biggest retailers that we have in the country is starting to experiment with cashierless stores. So you buy your goods and you walk out without having to go to a, to, to a cashier. So I do think that the pandemic has allowed us to be a lot more innovative and to really think about how our customers behave. And that goes without saying even from a banking perspective, um, it's, it's been a catalyst for many digital payment dynamics. Uh, contactless, we saw the rise and people questioning more or less about whether it can be used, it cannot be used. They start, started to try it and started to trust it as well. And then, of course, um, we saw the acceleration of online purchases. Like you said, 58% of individuals started trusting um, that their goods could be bought and arrive at their doorstep. Um, even if they had been bought online. And so this is a turn in uh, putting pressure to provide more convenience, uh, simplicity, security um, for the payment methodologies, and also to, as a bank, start thinking about how do we use um, our staff members that always uh, were not uh, in, in, in automation very differently um, because we don't shade the jobs, but we start to make sure that automation as well as the ability to have the, the human uh, element uh, mm. works uh, well together. Fascinating, fascinating. So, I mean, what's, what's new in that payment space now? I mean, uh, I'm sure you've seen some interesting changes and a lot of new things coming and there are lots of things on the horizon as well, I imagine. No, absolutely. I think that um, the greatest uh, impact is that Payments has become um, a lot more inclusive. 
Uh, we are also starting to see many fintechs providing innovative uh, payment solutions, often in collaboration with uh, mainstream banks. So that's very exciting. Um, and as a platform business that Standard Bank is, um, it's definitely the way of the future. And we are very excited about that. And um, if you think about open payments, where we'll start to think about more from the lens of a customer rather than the payment methodology or the banking uh, lens. This means that the number of new customer payment experiences developed by non-traditional banks is rapidly growing. And we are partnering up in ways that will make sure that customers can have access to these uh, payment methodologies. Um, so tap to pay is but one of the ways that we are going to see um, these methods. Pay, uh, buy now and pay later is another. Person-to-person uh, mm. -person transfers, um, how we will revolutionize um, EFTs so that we can uh, take care of those people who want real-time payments and substitute maybe cash um, in, in an environment where you might be worried about being robbed uh, if you have cash on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take a daring question, a bit of a naughty question. I hope you don't, I don't get into trouble with this one. But uh, Standard Bank, Apple Pay, is it coming? Uh, will Standard Bank be adopting Apple Pay? So Standard Bank, um, Aki, as you know, um, has a proud association with various global payment partners to ensure that our customers have access to the most secure as well as convenient uh, payment methods. And also speaking about um, tap to pay, smartphone devices be allowing us to be able to pay, you will know that we are amongst the first to um, make sure that Android users in South Africa, which um, accounts for more than 60%, um, had that opportunity to tap to pay with their devices That's using right. Garmin Pay uh, and Samsung Pay. So we have also been working closely with Visa and MasterCard to ensure that our customers have a, a wide range of choices and choosing to transact. Um, and so Standard Bank um, is one of those banks in, in, in South Africa that um, is keen on Apple Pay, uh, maybe not uh, to have been the first like we were with Samsung Pay or Government Pay, but we are definitely keen on how the evolution of Apple Pay is panning out. And we definitely believe that for our customers, Apple Pay can be something that they would very much enjoy. We would uh, be in a position where we are testing and making sure that we can be able to deliver it. But when the time is right, uh, you'll be the first one to know. Uh, and, I, and you know what? I can tell that smile in your face, Ethel. It's uh, it's a watch this space smile. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to that. I mean, you know, we touched earlier on the security side, and I think that we 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 I think it's such an important conversation to have when you look at virtual cards and it, the it really the 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 other stuff. I mean, we talk about the ease and you know the the seamless transactions that can take place. But it minimizes other risks. Uh, you know, when you look at cyber crimes, you look at scams, for example, when you use your card online, you hear a story every single day about somebody that's been scammed. Virtual cards are really great in eliminating a lot of these threats, right? No, absolutely. Because, Aki, as a prepaid uh, product, um, with each card that you create, it has its own balance uh, being completely separate from any of your other accounts. Um, and it, not, it is not necessarily linked to your other accounts as such. And so this means that customers are in full control 
of mm. what they load onto those virtual cards and how much they load. And if a cybercrime incident were to happen on the virtual card, only the amount on that particular virtual card could be impacted. Um, but we do have our cyber team and our fraud team that could help a customer as swiftly as possible uh, when reported. And so um, then all other customer uh, traditional cards as well as accounts remain fully secure. And so that gives you peace of mind, right? Mm. It is also important to note that the virtual card are, are, are products that can be trusted um, because they are also issued um, with, in conjunction with MasterCard and benefit from the same protection as any other traditional card. So um, that, that's also very important to note for all our customers. You know, it was actually quite scary when I read the stat and I, I didn't quite realize how bad it was that South Africa has the third highest number of cybercrime victims. This is in 2019. I mean, that's, uh, that's an astonishing number. And when you look at virtual card, um, and I guess this is going to mitigate such a statistic, right? No, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, Aki, when, when we created virtual card, it wasn't just about um, combating crime or cybercrime. That was but one of the reasons. But there were other reasons as well. So we were starting to notice that there were individuals that didn't like credit. And so a virtual card easily allows you to be able to use what would be a card in any other website. But definitely this statistic has proved um, of immense help for our customers that use um, virtual cards because the separation of the source of your funds mm. um, gives that customer full control in making sure that they know how much they are likely to use and they can test also some of those sites that they are worried about um, without uh, putting into jeopardy their full traditional accounts. So 75% of consumers have opted to enjoy streaming services over traditional TV. And I think that it says a lot about how our habits have changed, right? When you look at, you know, Netflix and you look at Showmax and all these streaming services that are happening out there. Uh, and it opens up the door for more digital expenses. Can, can consumers, for example, pay for these services? Like, let's say my Netflix is going through my credit card at the moment. Can I get Netflix to run through my virtual card monthly, or is it just once-off purchases, for example? Well, this is the good news, Aki. The virtual cards can be used once-off, as I said, but they can also be uh, used for recurring services, um, such as your Netflix, as you mentioned, or even monthly software licenses, for, as an example, um, that you may need to pay for your children at Varsity, or if you're studying yourself. Um, so customers, customers have been using uh, their virtual cards um, in a variety of ways um, and initially didn't anticipate that some customers will use their virtual cards as a way also towards um, saving for a, a specific purchase because now mm. you know that it's safe and you're unlikely to use it when you come into a physical store. Um, so Black Friday is a typical example where we've seen our customers save on their virtual card so that they have a substantial amount of money that they've saved that they can use for all those Black Friday um, bargains that they've been saving for. And some others are using it as uh, for partner cards 
um, such as uh, Take A Lot um, or Uber, because sometimes you may Uber just once off, but find yourself that you're recurring and therefore you need your Uber budget um, or your Uber Eats budget, um, because if you're not watching it, um, it could probably uh, have an impact on your overall budget. And so our customers are starting to think about using virtual card um, in a variety of ways and um, seeing how they can uh, use it also as a, as a method of budgeting. That's amazing. And you can have as many virtual cards as you like, right? There's like no limitations. Um, I well, I guess there are certain limitations, but I mean, yes. if you have a family of, say, four people, you can give yes. them each a virtual card, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, Aki. And you could have a virtual card for Netflix and another one for Take A Lot and another one for Uber. Um, so you are not limited to just one, as you currently are with a traditional card uh, per bank. Perfect. I just love the flexibility and uh, exciting times ahead. And I'm sure that we're going to see many such innovations coming through in the future, Ethel. Ethel Niembe, who is the group head of card and payments at Standard Bank South Africa. Thank you so much for joining us on What's Next and sharing those insights on Standard Bank's virtual cards and uh, really putting people's mind at rest. When you look at cybercrime and that sort of thing, I think this is such a safe way of transacting. No, absolutely. And we just keep seeing the growth. As of June this year, we had more than 300,000 um, individuals using our virtual cards uh, or 300,000 virtual cards themselves. So I think it's definitely part of the future. And it's one way of making sure that you can budget wisely, um, that you can shop on, on the Internet and really join the e-commerce uh, individuals, but very, very safely. Ethel, wonderful, wonderful chatting to you. Thank you for making time and uh, hope to chat to you soon. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Aki.